All right, Kev, I'm coming out of the gates feeling way better. And I'm going to hit you with an unannounced, unplanned hypothetical here. You're, you're sitting on a chair. Somebody has a gun pointed at your head. And they literally say, you have to choose between Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy to make a six-footer. And your life is on the line. Your literal life. Who is your choice? Wow. I think... I saw that on Twitter today. And I think I literally sat in my chair and just was silent for 30 minutes. <laughs> go back and forth. I might want to be silent for 30 minutes too. But for our listeners' sake, I will not do that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I... That's tough. Okay. I'm going to say like in this scenario of like if the crowd is there and this is a putt to like win a major or something like that, I think I have to take speed. I hate to say it, but I think I do. If the putt is like, you're not in contention and it's a six foot <laughs> on Sunday, like it doesn't matter then I maybe take Rory, I, but I don't know. I'm I, honestly, I don't feel great about it either way. So that's yeah, crazy. Right. I, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, that is a really good question for like two major winners, awesome players that you can't feel good about either one of those choices. Let's do, I really want to get to like our better version of March Madness here. So let's get through the Valspar and recap that quick. And then we'll go, we'll go the rest of the time on the match play, go through our, uh, all the groups and try to fill out um, what we think is going to be the last one standing. Um, so Vaspar, what are your uh, what are your lingering thoughts after kinda, that that weekend of action? I kind of wanted to go through our like just walk people through our Sunday a little bit because we did have a bit of like a day, but yes. also yeah, just to touch on the golf for a minute, like these these like kind of sort of weaker fields. This tournament kind of reminded me of the Honda, where like obviously the field was weaker, but I did enjoy enjoy watching the finish. I know you and I, of course, both had outrights on Spieth, so that hurt a little bit. Yep, it did. <laughs> um, but you know, the, and I don't, maybe that was part of what made it interesting as well. Obviously we're rooting for him to win, but I don't know. I thought it was a, a good end to the tournament. Shank, I was really impressed with all the way down the stretch, a little bit of bad luck there, like getting near that tree and then yeah. I had to hit the lefty punch shot and then, and then hit it too good. Yeah. To be good. Yeah. Crazy. Went through the, right. Went through the fairway and then he speak like they both made what uh par on that hole or bogey. I can't remember. I think, I want to say Spieth bogey shank par, if I remember yeah. correctly. Okay. And then, I know Spieth missed that five-footer to take solo third instead of solo second, leaving right. shank in second place. But Spieth's shot on 17, the par three. Oh. Like, and then, of course, like the putt just misses the hole. It's just yep. like, oh, God. But, um, you know, but overall, good turn. I, I enjoy watching it. So what I wanted to touch on, you know, we – we're trying, Ed and I play some flag football sometimes with some of our buddies, like, you know, uh, just some guys from our high school that kind of get together once every month or a couple months. And uh, we didn't have enough players. So we ended up just going to the bar at like, you know, 11 a.m. and just watching some yeah. college basketball. So, but I was thinking about this the other day, a podcast that I listened to um, like yesterday or the day before made this point about like betting on March Madness versus betting on golf. So you think about like hitting that um, FDU like money line win and you know, like what's that going to pay out somewhere probably like 
20, 30 to one. And you think about like, that would be the hit of your life in college basketball. But you think about betting like outrights in golf, like those hit all the time, like 20 to one's like actually like a closer, you know, almost favorite to, to, you know, towards the top of the board. So, um, you know, I think like if you just go about, I think that's what I'm going to be doing pretty much from now on, just placing like, small bets on outrights and you know you're not you don't have to hit every week you just have to hit like once every one. five weeks yeah. yeah yeah and uh it's just a lot of fun but i don't know what your thoughts were yeah my my lasting memory as we talked about very shortly became on uh before we came on was watching watching the tv me you and another buddy of ours that play golf and we're watching uh you know spieth and shank take their final warm-ups and spieth is on the practice green and he's got about a five six foot putt and he misses the hole, takes his next ball, lines it up again, misses the hole again, takes his third ball, misses the hole again. And we're just sitting there like, you know, again, speed, sitting with speed money. Like, is this is this dude really missing the entire and then, from and then he just on the practice taking, breed? Then he just stopped taking the putt. He just went to a different <laughs> spot. <laughs> right. Don't even end on a good one. Like he's feeling good enough, I guess. So that didn't give me the best, you know, the best feeling going into his round. But again, like sweating that out and having that drama down the stretch. And, you know, you got the full speed experience that whole round, starting from the warm-up and then um 16, right? He just hits that shot in the middle of the middle of the water. <laughs> like off the tee and that was the most unexpected thing right there but then of course you know saves bogey there with an unbelievable shot drop you know and goes goes on to to finish um a couple back but yeah just just high drama high speedness and um you know i love the dude the dude bleeds on the course i feel like i talk about it every week but he's like the most human of the pros right now and it's just it's must see tv for anybody i think but for golfers especially, I feel like I'm going through it with him, like as he's as he's grinding. Yeah, I can that, feel that. Uh, you you hit on it already, but that ball on 16 could not have been more in the center of the water. It was right. It was um, <laughs> like I've never seen a pro miss that far out on like a non-island green. Like it's just not even not even riding <laughs> the edge there. All right, and speaking of. Um, you know, high drama and, and taking some risks. This is one of my favorite events of the year. I know it's not going to involve our pool. There's no cut. So we can just sit back and relax. Um, we got a Wednesday start at Austin Country Club, um, where this event has been uh, for the past many years. Um, it is a fun, funky course. It's got some up and down, like, you know, high elevation par threes. It's got a road running through the middle of a, of a hole. It, it's sort of in the city. So you get a city vibe. Um, but always has for some fun stuff, uh, you know, a good layout for some fun shots adding with, uh, you know, I guess if you're not a, a golfer or an avid golf fan, you don't maybe recognize differences in strategies, but we're going to get entirely different play style this week from everybody, you know, in match play, really no, no severe penalty to hitting a ball out of bounds or playing yourself out of a hole. It's just worth one point. And that's not as severe as, a you know, in a tournament where, you know, making a quad bogey or whatever it's going to be, you know, shoots you out of the entire tournament um, and you're sitting there three days with no chance. This, you know, guys take a lot of chances. They try to drive greens. They're always going at, t- uh, you know, tough pin locations right on the money. 
Um, it provides for some good drama and we got a pretty strong feel to go about with it. So I'm, I'm super excited. I have probably the most money down pre-tournament that I've had all season. And we just had, you know, a fifth major because this is some fun stuff. You know, I agree. Um, yeah. As Ed mentioned, obviously you got the match play format this week. So, um, if you're, if you're really unfamiliar with golf match play, basically what it is a hole by hole, um, scoring system right where each person is just winning an individual hole but what it does is it allows uh matches always just sort of stay close right obviously if they're not counting stroke play a golfer who would you you would normally consider to be like of greater skill is going to be sort of held in check a little bit more where they're just not going to be able to get jump out to huge leads all that often and you will see a lot of volatility here. So it's not like, you know, we did see a number one seed lose in college basketball this weekend, but it's yeah. not like that kind of discrepancy where, like, you know, these number one players in the world, um, when they get to play four rounds of stroke play, like they're going to rise to the top more often than not, as we have seen like this entire PGA Tour season. Uh, but here it's, it is almost guaranteed that, that somebody will make it through to the elite eight or the final four that you would not expect. Definitely a lower seed. Um, and to Ed's point, like guys can just get hot and, and they will be playing very aggressively because they know uh, there's very little to lose. And, and there's a lot of advantages to playing that way um, in match play. Yeah, I'd say, you know, we'll get into sort of the pools in a second, but all of these pools, regardless of what powerhouse is the number one seed, I feel like, you know, you run the you run the simulation a hundred times and you can get a lot of different results there, like all four guys live in every single pool just because of the format. Um, and, and yeah, it's uh, it, it puts a lot of guys in play. And I'd say where some tournaments, you know, we've talked about sort of not wanting guys that are volatile, making, uh, you know, taking bogey, bogey avoiders. Like in this format, you're looking for playmakers, so to speak. You want guys that can make a lot of birdies, even if they shoot themselves out of other holes, which may not play, you know, betting outright tournaments or betting finishes or, or betting a guy not to make the cut. So um, I know me and Kev both have brackets here. We've gone through all the pools, sort of picked our uh, our guys um, that, that we're going to see advance and we'll, we'll play the bracket out. But just, you know, look at the pools and, uh, you know, give our thoughts and, um, you know, the number one seed, best uh, best player on the planet um, in his home state, uh, the, the defending champion uh, is the headliner of the first group. Group one is Scotty Scheffler, Tom Kim, Alex Norin, and Davis Riley. And, uh, you know, my quick thoughts is it's really going to be tough to pick against Scotty Scheffler in this group, like just full stop <laughs> because of all of those, all of those factors. Yeah, Scotty. Uh... Obviously, the clear favorite in that group, um, ranked number one overall, as deservedly so. Um, and yeah, he probably comes out, but tough. I mean, not not the easiest group for him either. Like Norin is very uh, strong in match play. He typically plays more so overseas, but um, seems to always do well at this event. Tom Kim uh, seems to have like that kind of personality and like, yeah, you know, like he's gonna just go for it, and and maybe it, it probably. It, doesn't work more often than not, but, but maybe it does and, and you can get hot and, and just, um, you know, have a good stretch there. And then Davis Riley, we just saw play really well, obviously much weaker field, but he he's been having a good season um, as well. But, but for sure, if Scotty's uh, got the a game, it's probably him coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That's my pick there. So that's, you know, he'll, you know, we'll sort of run through the matchups as they go in the rounds, but in the first round, I'm going to, I'm going to take uh Scotty to progress out of group one. 
You got the same? I got the same, yeah. All right, cool. Group two, uh, logically headlined by John Rahm coming back from his his little stomach virus. Uh, we got Rahm, Ricky Fowler, Keith Mitchell, and Billy Horschel. Um, and my thoughts here is I'm rooting hard for Ricky Fowler. I think he needs a round of 16 appearance here to get into the Masters. So my heart will be with Ricky. Uh, but again, like it's it's really hard for me to bet against John Rahm and, and you know he's he's just above even money here too which which I think is pretty good odds especially you know Billy Horschel not in great form Keith Mitchell again more of a you know not a volatile player a very solid player but in terms of of making birdies and, and stuffing you know approach shots close like you know John Rahm if he if he's playing well it's just gonna be tough to beat yeah I agree um I'm going to go ahead and be bold here. I, I'm in the same boat as you. I I would really love to see Ricky through, and I'm just going to I'm going to pick him and, and hope for the best. I think probably he doesn't get through more times often than not, but um, but I'm going to take him, and I hope it, it's been it's been nice to see him sort of resurge a little bit, and um, I hope that that continues for him and he can get back into some of these like big tub tournaments. Yeah. All right. I love that. I appreciate that. Uh, group three. Headlined by Rory McIlroy. Uh, and we got Keegan Bradley, Denny McCarthy, and Scott Stallings. Um, my initial thoughts, Rory McIlroy going through some weird equipment changes over the last couple of days and weeks. Um, I, I know he was very uh, uh, upset with his driving performance at the players, missed the cut there, You know, complained about the club a little bit. This change shaft length going into this tournament. I saw him uh, playing with a different putter today as well on the warm-up green. So I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, you know, and, and to me, some live dogs in this group and the live dog that I like the most is Denny McCarthy. I know that hurts me to say, but plays well on Pete Dye courses and is a very, very, very good putter. And in match play, like, you know, guys that can make some bombs and and make some, you know, mid range putts, um, very important. And with Rory not in the best form, like experimenting with all the equipment, like my pick is going to be Denny McCarthy. And that's almost at four to one. So I like the odds not only from just a playing perspective, but also, you know, the odds that you'll get on on betting are good as well there. Love that. Um, yeah, a lot of question marks with Rory. Yeah, he's got the new putter. We saw that a little bit today. Uh, maybe he can make the six-footers now. We'll see. But, yeah, Keegan and Denny. Denny's getting talked up a lot. A lot of people like Denny for good reason. As Ed mentioned, like, you know, the best putter in the world. So, and that's an, an you know important for match play and also intimidating. Like if you're constantly putting second all day, which like I could I could see you know Rory obviously with the approach play he's gonna have close putts, but if like Denny's just like sticking them on him and he's got to make like an eight footer with Rory's putting confidence, like right. Uh, right. yeah, I know crazier things have happened. I am gonna take Keegan actually, um, wow. who I also uh think can do very well in this format i like denny and uh keegan i'm I'm actually gonna really enjoy uh that match if if hopefully it's uh televised we're able to to watch some of that but um but yeah we'll see i hope i hope rory proves me wrong but yeah man just have not been very impressed with him uh of late so i'm gonna go ahead and fade him in this this week i like that yeah we're both we're both off the favorite that's interesting it speaks a lot to to what we think of rory's current form uh all right group four um to me, sort of the most boring group. Uh, we got Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon, Nick Taylor, and K.H. Lee. 
Um, I hate to stick with the chalk here, but I'm, I'm going to take Cantlay to advance out of the group. But I do, and I'm sure we'll get into a couple of these later, but I do like Nick Taylor in some of these individual head-to-head matchups based on the the odds, including against uh, Cantlay to to start the start the week. I like that too. So I think every everything sets up really perfectly for Cantlay in this tournament. Like it, it, all the stars should align, and I think he can make a very deep run. I think he does come out of the group as well. Um, I heard an interesting point today, um, though, about him in the back injury. So apparently he's very, like, we know about Patrick Cannon, like, very robotic, very r- routine-based. But his, like, pre-golf routine, he has to do, like, a ton of stretching in order to get ready to play. And so I'm a little worried about him, like, ma- I guess making a deep run because if if they these guys make it to the finals, they're going to play – seven matches i think in four days or five days about this yeah like five days so i'm just a little worried about that but i think he gets like he he can play three times in three days like he he does that all the time so i'm not i think he comes out of the group and i I liked him a lot to to advance pretty far but um i'm just a little that has me a little hesitant i guess i would say but i I don't really know so uh but i'm gonna take can just to come out of the group uh, still that's just more for like a long-term run, I would say. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Thankfully, I mean, I don't I don't have him going very far, but certainly something you know you got to consider if you're thinking about taking him to to go maybe top four. Um, group five: Max Homa, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Suh, and Kevin Kisner. Um, so for me here, um, this is this is sort of a with my heart pick, but it's it's going to be Kiz and. It's only because of form at this course in this event. Um, but but he has the worst form of the four right now uh, by far. Um, but I'm strictly taking it because for some reason in this event, he is he is in the finals basically every single year. So at four to one, that's where I want to go. And I'd say that's probably as much a bet against Homa as it is for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the home of hate continues. We love no. to see it. You don't, you don't back off. I like that. That's right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Kisner's uh, record at this tournament is impeccable. He he just always seems to do very well. He's probably never come into this tournament with worse form than he has right now, unfortunately. But we'll see. I mean, the guy just seems to have what it takes, so. Uh, he can make a run for sure. This is an interesting group because I think Justin Suck can play well in this format. Hideki, we uh, like a lot of question marks going into the players, but then played really well. So he's like he seems to be rounding into some form. But I think I, I just really like Homa and where his game is and where it's been at. Um, and I think he can make a deep run as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Homa from this group. Yeah, it's smart. It's smart. It's it's uh like I said, it's totally with totally like horse for the course for me. Uh and a prayer. Um group six, Xander Shoffley, Tom Hoagie, Cam Davis, and Aaron Wise. Um Shoffley has sort of been up and down last couple of tournaments, have not, you know, ha- has has not missed a cut, but has not really contended uh in any of the couple uh the designated events that he's been in. Um, has needed some some hole outs from the middle of fairways to to make some cuts. So for me, uh, I'm going Tom Hoagie to win this group. Um, and that's, you know, his st- uh, ball striking at the players was pretty great. Um, and I think he can play well in this match play situation with the iron play. So I'm taking Tom Hoagie, and it probably won't be the last time you hear that name in my bracket. Just fast forwarding. 
Yeah, I, I like Hoagie to, to make a deep run as well. He's going to be my pick for this group. I don't know. For some reason, I'm I'm not as excited to bet outright to this tournament. I just have this feeling that I'm like not going to do very well. I don't know why I think that. But if you I, don't bet Scotty, which is so boring, you're not going to do very well, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. I think, But I think the more appealing or like interesting aspect to me in this tournament is I'm going to look at the all the individual groups and bet either like guys to come out of the group or individual matches. That's really attractive to me, and I, I think I'm going to try to do that and then just try to like roll it over, ride it out through the different rounds. It's going to be sort of my strategy this week. But yeah, Hoagie for me as well. Yep, and I've liked uh, I've liked parlaying some like if I'm taking two underdogs in some pools, like I, like a Kisner Hoagie parlay. I don't know what that that pays out, but something like that could hit pretty good if you get both those right. So yeah, different ways to uh, to avoid, like I said, losing money not betting Scheffler uh, to win outright. Uh, group seven. Uh, Will Zalatoris, Ryan Fox, Andrew Putnam, Harris English. Um, to me, this group basically comes down to what you think of Zalatoris, uh, his health, his game, plays great in Texas. I'm going to fade him this week and go Ryan Fox to get out of the group. Uh, I, I've been on him a few weeks. He's just a personal favorite of mine. Um, I like him at three to one. And like I said, it's it's as much a bet against Will being at his you know his top form as it is for Ryan Fox there. I am going to I'm going to go with Will Z in this group. This might be a little more pit. I, I really like Will Z as a player, and I this might be more from the heart than it is from my brain. Uh, because yes, his form is has been very shaky. We're seeing the putting yips come back a little bit, but I'm hoping that this kind of uh gets him back on track, hopefully. And then uh, you know, he's sort of rounding into get some good form come major season. So we'll see. Cool. All right. Uh, group eight, Victor Hovland, Siwoo Kim, Chris Kirk, Matt Kuchar. Um, Victor Hovland, surprisingly not dominant uh, for as good a player he is in match play as he is, you know, seemingly in every single tournament. Um, he, he's won pretty much every match that he's won here very tight. So if I'm going to get some value on an underdog, uh, I'm going to go Chris Kirk here. I just think he's in great form and is a, a great ball striker. And, you know, if he can talk some close um, and, and stay with somebody like Victor Hovland, I just like his chances to progress. I like that. Great I'm ball gonna... striking group here, by the way. Yeah. Hovland, Kim, Kirk, Kucher. Like that's yeah. not, that's, that's, that's nice. <laughs> I want to go Siwoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think he can can be a really good match play uh, sort of guy, and and he goes for it for sure. Like he's not uh, he's not going to hold back. He's going to hit all the shots. So just hoping he gets hot, and um, and yeah, that's who I'll ride with this week. All right, cool. Group nine: Colin Morikawa, Jason Day, Adams, Venson, and Victor Perez. Uh, so we talked about Colin Morikawa last week. Uh, seemed to have figured something out with the driver, but then sort of dropped off um, as you know as the players went on. I'm going to go Jason Day here uh, because of sort of the variety of his game and, and, you know, the probably the best short game out of the group. But I will say Adam Svensson at four to one to me, very disrespectful based on how he's been playing. So, uh, you know, if you're going to bet somebody at a, at a at a high number in a group, I really like him as well. But I'm going Jay Day to to get out I like that. Um yeah, this this is this group is is very strong. Um, yeah, Perez is a player too. Yeah, Perez is gonna be very very chalky pick this week. Uh, Day, I love how he's been playing, and, and I and I like Svensson actually the most out of all of them. Um, 
So I, I'm going to go with Svensson. Uh, I'll probably look to bet him this week as well to come out of that group. As you just mentioned, I didn't know what the number was, but you said four to one. So um, that's pretty attractive. And I, and I just like how the way he's been playing uh, recently, but, but I could see this really going to any of those four guys to be quite honest. So it's yeah, a tough this one. is, this is a tight group. I mean, it is group nine. So you're getting, I guess the, the most solid of, of the draws here coming up in the middle, but yeah, this, this group is stacked. Um, yeah. All right, Group 10, Tony Finau, Kurt Kitayama, and, and here we go. Christian Bazudenhut, and then Adrian Maronk. Oh, that's a name group right there. Um, I'm going big tone in this group, and for me, not really particularly close. Uh, you know, it is a Group 10, but, you know, Tony to there, just from a talent perspective, uh, to me, just, just way, way outguns everybody there. So if he can play anything solid, I think he's got a pretty good shot. I saw a question on somebody posed the question on Twitter: Is Tony too nice for match play? <laughs> so like, yeah. Which I don't really know. He doesn't seem to have like that killer instinct. Obviously, he's the most talented golfer uh, in this group, and he's another one like similar to Will Z that I really would love to see like just win something like soon here would be, would be great to see. Uh, I'm gonna go with a little sleeper. I'm gonna go with Kurt Kitayama. Uh, I like I forget which tournament it is now. He won something recently. Uh, yes. something like was it the Honda? I, I'm trying to maybe yeah, one of the softer. Maybe, I don't know. I don't something know. recently, but yeah, um, but yeah, I was, I was impressed with him by him in that event, whatever it was, and um, yeah, a little bit of a sleeper play. My heart would say Tony, um, but I'm just not. I don't know. We'll see. He he's been. He's been seemingly playing Tony his like his B game for this whole season, but still like top twenty five in you know. So yeah. you know yeah. maybe something better is coming. I hope. I hope. All right, Group Eleven: Matt Fitzpatrick, Sahith Thagala, Minwoo Lee, JJ Spawn, and and to me, I just don't understand how Fitzy is the betting favorite in this group. Like that that dude just looks a little broken. I know he's got like a bulging disc or something, but. I don't know how you could go with him in this group. So I'm going uh, Thagala, two and a half to one. Um, I just think he's got the most most uh, exciting game out of the other three. Um, I love Minwoo Lee, but you know I just I like the short game a little more uh, with size. So that's where I'm going. I uh, yeah, I probably like Sahith and Minwoo like equally from this group. I I'll, I'll go with Minwoo Lee. Uh, just to be a little different here, but I love the the personality. You know, both these guys are are, are really great to watch, and, I, and this is another one where I'm going to look and hopefully try to catch their match together because I think that'll be very entertaining as well. But I'll go Minwoo. Yep, nice. All right, Group Twelve, my favorite personal group uh, of the whole tournament: Jordan Spieth, Shane Lowry, Taylor Montgomery, Mackenzie Hughes. Um, four guys that I just would love. Like I'm going to love watching match play. Um, Spieth, obviously, we we very much talked about. Uh, you know, his, his on-course experience. Um, Shane Lowry, great short game, awesome on-course demeanor too. Taylor Montgomery is an awesome putter. So this should be filled with action, um, but I'm going Jordan Spieth in Texas. And that's the, that's the tiebreaker there. Just, just home course advantage. Uh, and then, you know, you talk about somebody who's going to be chipping in, you know, doing all this different stuff, like great for match play. Yeah. That's a little intimidating to come back from. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Taylor Montgomery in this one. I think uh, he, he had a really great California swing. Haven't heard too much from him uh, past that, but um, young player. I think he's he can be aggressive and, and and good in this format. I hope so. We'll see. All right, Group Thirteen, my least favorite group: Sam Burns, Adam Scott, Seamus Power, Adam Hadwin. 
Um, I'm going Adam Scott, but uh, none of these guys playing particularly great golf at the moment. So, you know, we're just looking to, to pick one here. I like Adam Scott. Yeah, I gotta I gotta be off Adam Hadwin after uh yeah after that's tough. Week. <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, that's the other thing too. Like he played Hadwin played so well. I was following him closely, obviously. He played like just such solid golf and then had like a triple on one hole like early Friday, and that just ruined it. But as we meant, like with these guys in match play, if they triple a hole, like it doesn't really matter that much. So I'm probably taking it more personally than I should. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to go Adam Scott as well. He has a really strong uh, match play record as well, just the experience and and some good recent form as well. So I'll go with Scott. All right, cool. Almost to the end here, the, the first wave, we got Terrell Hatton, Russell Henley, Ben Griffin, Lucas Herbert. Uh, Hatton, obviously the chalk play in this group, but I'm going to go Ben Griffin. Uh, I've heard that he's been at this course practicing. I, I like his game as a rookie. Um, the number on Hatton to me is a little too low as well, just you know, being a European guy. So I'm going to go Ben Griffin because he's a, I like his game and he's at three and a half to one. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with Russell Henley. Um, I think I just like the way he's been playing recently. He, He's got a, a decent match play record as well. Um, it very easily could be had, and I'm sure that he's a strong match player as well. But um, I don't know. I just I, I like sort of Henley coming in in good form in the, for this one. Cool. All right. Group 15, Cam Young, Corey Connor, Seb Strecka, Davis Thompson. Um, Cam Young changing caddies this week. Uh, but I do like, you know, just his overall game in the match play format, especially off the tee, going for some of these short par fours. Um, yeah, I like I like Cam Young uh, in this group to to move forward. Yeah, so that's interesting. So he's picking up Webb's cabby, uh, caddy. I didn't realize they were both uh, Wake Forest guys, Webb and uh, Cam Young, but that's something I learned this week as well. So we'll see how that relationship plays out. Uh, who who was your pick? I'm sorry, Cam Young. You took Cam Young. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Cam Young as well. He's just like really hard not to root for. Um, and I think he will be great uh, in this format as well. So I'll go with Cam Young as well. All right. Final first round group, Sung Im, Tommy Fleetwood, Maverick McNeely, and JT Poston. Um, I'm going to go with Tommy just based on the performance this past week in form. Uh, I like rooting for him uh, in a in a tough, you know, f- not tough, but, but firm, fast course. I like sort of his ball flight more than the others. Um, so give me Tommy, but I will say in the match play format, intrigued by Maverick McNeely at three and a half to one, considering how good his short game is. But shoulder injury, weird stuff going on. So I'll go. Uh, I'll go McNeely. Or oh god, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Fleetwood. <laughs> yeah, subconscious bubbling up right there. <laughs> yeah, I was. Over, I it was very close to picking Nav as well. I'm gonna go with Sungjae uh, just because I feel like the game is. Super strong. Tommy is playing really well now as well, but um, I like Sungjae in these like sort of off format, different uh, type of tournaments a little bit. So I'll go with him. Cool, cool. All right, on to the round of Sweet Sixteen. I mean, I don't know if we can go through just every one of our picks, but let's go our final four uh, on these brackets. So my final four coming out of like the one seed. Uh, my big upset is going to be Jason Day over Scotty Scheffler with Jason Day coming out of that that little quadrant there. Um, I got Jordan Spieth coming out of the bottom. He's got a little softer road to the finals for me, or at least to the final four for me. You know, if he plays Kisner in the second round, then he's got that sort of off-kilter Adam Scott, uh, Patrick Cantlay uh, crossover down there. So I like Spieth to be in the final four. Um, 
I got Tony Finau coming out of the John Rom region. Um, I just, like I said, I like where Tony's game at. And to your point, uh, you know, he's sort of been in second gear this whole year. So I don't know if the little week off here is giving him some life, but, um, you know, like his talent sort of shine through. And then at the bottom, I sort of alluded to it. I'm going Tom Hoagie. Uh, I just love the ball striking for the course. So he'll be in my final four. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got some similarity there. Not too much though. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go, uh, actually I have Scotty getting upset in the top quadrant as well, but I'm going to go with Svensson actually, Adam Svensson. This is sort of a long shot pick, but you know, that's why we do this stuff. Hopefully get, uh, get lucky and get a little right, you know, once in a while. So we'll see how that goes. I just really like where his game's at. Um, and I think he's got the, you know, he can do it. So we'll see. And then the bottom one, a little less flashy. I got, I got Homa coming out of the, uh, the bottom quadrant. So that's the bottom left. And then, um, for the top right, I have, uh, Cam Young coming out from the top right. And then I have Hoagie as well coming out from the bottom right. So, uh, let's see, who's that young Hoagie uh homa and svensson in the final four nice just so you know svensson to get to the final four is 25 to one like i wow. like I was talking about like i just think he's getting he's near the bottom of these odds on DraftKings. like getting a little disrespected here yeah all right my it. finals is going to be jason day and tony finau that means jason day is over jordan spieth and then tony finau is over tom hoagie um and then i like tony finau to win uh that's that's going to be my pick um, I like it in the odds. I like it just sort of from a from a value perspective at 22 to one to win outright. But again, just the t- to lose in the finals is 10 to one and to make it to the final four is five and a half to one. And I just think dude's got a lot of game. And, and like I said, can overpower some of these holes. So if he can just get some of these putts to go, I think he's got a really good shot. Okay, so I'm going to take uh, in the final four, Max Homa over Svensson. Uh, and then on the other side, I have uh, Cam Young over Hoagie. And then uh, as my final champion, I'm going Max Homa over Cam Young. So Max Homa winning it all. So a little chalky, a lot of people on Homa this week. But um, but again, I, I just I just really love his game and, and where he's at. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see. That fits, fits. And then just to cram into a little, uh, a little short, little matchup here. I got a couple matchups that I like, uh, you know, if you're here in this podcast, it'll be on Wednesday, first day opening. Uh, I like Nick Taylor over Patrick Cantlay. Nick Taylor's uh, one and a half to one on this. Um, I like Chris Kirk over Siwoo Kim. Uh, and I like Kevin Kisner over Hideki Matsuyama. Um, those are sort of my, a couple of mine. And then, oh, finally, Denny McCarthy over Keegan Bradley is even money. I like that as well. Just some quick hitters there to, to, you know, if if you want to gamble on Wednesday, like I do, like every, every day matters. So. Yeah, I think I, I'll be looking to take Denny as well. in one of his matchups, I'm going to see, I don't know. I haven't looked at the exact numbers yet, but whatever his number is um, against Rory, I'm going to be looking to take these guys plus money in a match where I think that they have like even shot and they're, they're giving them a plus odds. So whatever those odds are, I'll, I'll be taking a look at that Denny over Rory. Um Obviously, I've been looking at Svensson over a couple. Probably looked to bet him over Morikawa. Um, that's probably going to be the normal way that I like attack this week is to look at the number one guy in in the group and then just take a take a lower level guy that I think has a shot to beat him and just look to take it at plus odds basically. So those those are the two I'll I'll list now though. 
Nice. Nice. All right, dude, this is really a fun weekend. Like I said, a change up from your normal golf watching experience. So, uh, fun stuff there. I'm personally excited. So, um, enjoy the coverage. Uh, should be a good, a good weekend that I'm sure will end with, you know, boring Scotty Scheffler run away, you know, four and three win, uh, in the finals, but we can, we can hope. Yeah. Should be a good week. And then, um, what do we got? We got Valero and then Masters Week, baby. That's right. That's right. That'll coming. be a two-hour special right there. That's right. So gear up. All right, man. Good stuff, dude.